0: Good afternoon, delight, and welcome to the show that is sugary spiciness and everything niceness on OCRFM, which is 98.3 across Colican District, 88.7 FM along the coast, and streaming online at acrfm.org.au. How's it going, Max? Uh. <laughs> <laughs> now this is strange. Max's voice sounds different. It almost sounds like his sister Charlotte. How's it going, Charlotte?
2: <laughs> yeah, good, thanks.
0: A uh, bit strange to be saying hello, Max, but uh, it's, it's, it's tradition. <laughs> uh, what have you been up to, Charlotte? Been a, a while since you've uh, taken the reins from the young man?
2: Yeah, just been school, really.
0: Yeah, already in holiday mode? Yeah. <laughs> What's the plans for the school holidays?
2: We're going camping down at Lake Bull and Mary.
0: Oh, nice. Bit of just a chillaxing session.
2: Yeah, pretty much.
0: Yeah. Uh, now, Max is a very keen fisherman. Is he going fishing on this trip, do you know? or?
2: Uh, I'd say so.
0: Possibly? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's often uh, regaling us with tales of uh, his next big catch. Yeah. <laughs> How about yourself? Are you uh, much of a fisher person?
2: Uh little
0: bit. little bit? A little bit? What do you uh, mainly enjoy most about camping? Uh,
2: I don't know. Being away from
0: the house, I Pretty guess. Pretty much just getting out and about. Yeah. Out in the outdoors? Yeah. Fantastic. Well, we have got a big Easter roll show to share with everyone today on the show. Um, but without further ado, let's find out what's in the yum box this week. Okie dokie. So we are still in the Ukraine this week and, uh, the box has been making its way around various areas of uh, uh, the, the borders of Poland, Romania, along the Black Sea area. So uh, we've had a bit of a nibble on a couple of items from the Ukrainian Yum Box. And uh, while Charlotte selects two items for this week, I'll let you know that um, the town of Klevin... Uh, has a train tunnel of trees known as Tunnel Kuhana. Local legend has it that couples who enter it will be magically granted eternal love, and if their love is true, um, you know, that's that's come from this magical tunnel of trees. Uh, since 1991, the Ukrainian government has fought for the capital be spelled Kyiv, K-Y-I-V, instead of Kiev, which is the Russian version, K I E V. Uh, the Ukrainians prefer the KYIV as it preserves their unique national identity and probably takes them away more from the uh, the chicken Kiev, <laughs> perhaps. Okie dokie, what have we got from the unbox there, Charlotte?
2: Uh, homemade bread chips with garlic Yeah. and Polish chocolatey coated wafer bar with, with caramel
0: righty So do you want to start savoury or sweet? Ah. Uh, we'll go savoury. Savoury first. <laughs> so these are Ukraine's crunchy, punchy obsession, roasted garlic rye chips. So this yum's package is a reference to Ukraine's most popular food, which is found on bakery shelves in iconic brown paper bags. Can you guess what it might be? Uh, what do you think it's made out of? Bread. Yeah, it's on the bag, it tells us. So Ukraine is one of the largest grain exporters in the world. The country didn't get the nickname of the bread basket of Europe for uh, no reason. The secret behind the local bread bounty is the super fertile black soil, which produces over 82 million tonnes of grain per year. That's quite a bit. Our grain is literally stitched into Ukrainian culture because the country's yellow and blue flag symbolises the golden fields under a clear blue sky. Uh, what have we got in the package there? That's looking a bit different.
2: They look like little
0: really small pieces of bread, really. <laughs> Tiny toast, almost. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, garlicky finger looking rye chips. So it's a darker bread because it's a rye base apparently um, very good for you because of the rye flour. And they are tiny little chip things. Yeah. About the size of your fingernail. Maybe a bit bigger. And, oop, <laughs> I'm thinking that uh, if they're garlic rye chips they might have a bit of a garlic bread flavour to them. Charlotte's done the sniff test.
2: <laughs> they smell like garlic bread. Smell I like garlic bread.
0: Yeah. And they sound crunchy. Not sure if people can hear that on the mic. Charlotte's going for the munch and the crunch.
2: Yeah, really good.
0: hmm We had something recently that was similar to this. They're almost like croutons.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Very, very large, flat croutons. Yeah. But that's quite a powerful garlic taste actually.
2: Mm-hmm. Really strong and crunchy.
0: Mm-hmm. And it's a linger longer flavor, yeah it kind of gives your tongue a bit of a uh, a garlicky tang <laughs> to the edges <laughs> how do you rate those ones uh, one thumb one and th- a half one thumbs. and a half thumbs <laughs> you've had a carpentry accident okay <laughs> Righto then. Well, let's move on to the Baked Milk and Dark Chocolate Wafer. Have you ever had the intense desire to simmer milk for over eight hours, Charlotte? Nah. No? (laughs) Well, unless you're Ukrainian, this is the process behind making baked milk. It's a delicious local breakfast drink. When heated, the milk's amino acids and sugars undergo a chemical reaction that transforms your ordinary dairy into a creamy, caramelly sensation. You'll find slathered, uh, on, on the wafers of this particular um, Yumbox treat, 11 layers of crispy wafer coated oh. in dark chocolate. So in between each of those wafer layers is going to be a layer of this um, baked milk. Ah, it's caramelised.
2: That's interesting. Mm.
0: Now I'm noticing something already. <laughs> it's... it's uh, room temperature doesn't bode well with the chocolatey outside No. Nah. are you finding it already just melting to your fingers very quickly
2: yeah I have chocolate all over my hand <laughs> mm.
0: so obviously the particular chocolate um, it's dark chocolate very thin layer because my fingers are touching wafer straight away but uh, okay down the hatch let us know what you think It's a lot of wafer yeah but melt-in-your-mouth goodness.
2: Yeah, it's really smooth.
0: Very. Gives it almost that condensed milk taste. Yeah. Very creamy, very caramelly. But even the wafer itself seems to um, melt away. Yeah. You don't really have to bite down too much on the wafer. Nah. Nah. What are you thinking of the uh, Baked Milk Dark Chocolate Wafer Biscuits?
2: It tastes sort of like Kit Kats, but like a lot more wafer.
0: Yeah, very thick Kit Kat. And the dark chocolate, um, yeah, gives it a different taste to a Kit Kat. Uh, What are you thinking? Thumbs up, thumbs down? Two thumbs. Two thumbs for that one? Yeah, that's really good. Are you up for a little bit of a trivia quiz on uh, your understanding of the Ukraine? (laughs) All right. (laughs) Probably just as good as mine, I would think. But uh, let's find out. So, uh, let's find out what we know about the Ukraine. The world's largest what was built in the Ukraine? Was it the world's largest barn? World's largest fire hydrant? World's largest crossword puzzle? Or world's largest fishing rod? Which one do you Mm. think would be the world's largest built in the Ukraine?
2: Bond, I reckon.
0: Oh. No, it was actually the world's lastest, largest crossword puzzle. Ah,
2: that's
1: Apparently,
0: um, the world's largest crossword puzzle was painted on the side of a local apartment building. Clues to the puzzle are scattered throughout the city's landmarks, so to find the answers, you have to wait until night time when fluorescent letters light up. That's to answer cool. The questions. Yeah, but there's plenty of other puzzles to keep you company in the meantime okay let's see if we can go for question number two on january 19th orthodox christians in the ukraine do what do they eat potatoes with every meal do they plunge into an ice hole do they gather silver objects or do they walk over hot coals
2: eat potato
0: eat potatoes (laughs) unfortunately not they plunge into an ice hole Oh. If you spot Ukrainians screaming as they swim in the icy waters, it's not because they fell in. They're actually celebrating the baptism, which um, uh, folks line up to take a dip in a cross-shaped ice hole cut the night before, hoping to cleanse the sins in the healing waters.
2: Ooh, cold.
0: Yes, very cold indeed. I don't know if I'd be able to uh, <laughs> plunge into the cold, icy depths. Yeah. Um, Scientists found one of the world's oldest maps in the Ukraine. What was written on it? Or what was it written on, I should say? Was it written on a mammoth's tusk? Was it written on a flat piece of wood, a cave wall, or a blue leaf? What did the uh, world's oldest map of the Ukraine, what was it on? A mammoth tusk, a flat piece of wood, or a cave wall, or a blue leaf? Cave wall? I would have said that too.
2: Yeah.
0: But unfortunately, not. It was actually skillfully inscribed on a mammoth tusk. One of the oldest maps in the world. Discovered in 1966 in Meserich, the artifact which depicts a group of dwellings along a river is said to have been carved about 10,000 BC, which is before written language has even been recorded, which is pretty amazing. Okay, your time to shine. Last question. (laughs) which of the following is not a ukrainian custom celebrating new year's twice greeting guests with bread and salt striking family members with a willow branch or carving wooden figures for a week
2: i think celebrating new year's twice (laughs)
0: No, it is carving wooden figures for a whole week. In Ukraine, locals greet guests with bread and salt for good luck. They strike a family member with a willow branch in order to cast away evil spirits. And they celebrate the old new year on January 14th, just two weeks after they've celebrated the modern new year. Mm. So many locals do carve wood, just not specifically for a a week. There you go. Okey-donkey. Well, we'll take a quick break. We'll be back to investigate this week's topic very shortly. So stick around here on Afternoon Delight. It is time to have a look at this week's topic, which, uh, because it is Easter weekend, we've gone with an Easter bunny of sorts. So, uh, you normally, when it comes to Easter, Charlotte, are you a, a bunny or an egg person?
2: Oh, bunny.
0: Bunny. Do you have a specific way you eat your bunny? Is it head first, tail first, <laughs>
2: Usually head first, and sometimes I'll make, like, a Rocky Road mix and pour it in the middle, oh, and then nice. taste better.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Max is uh, quite sadistic. He always says to eat the tail first so you can hear the bunny scream. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> but uh, let's have a look at uh, lint uh, in general as the uh, chocolate bunny. Um, because chocolate bunnies... Uh, As the name suggests, a chocolate in the shape of a rabbit, usually stylized in some form and generally hollow. It's related to the Easter holiday that occurs around the months of March or April, depending on where it falls, and can be wrapped in a colorful tinfoil decorated box or simply itself. The Easter bunny was introduced to Christians by German folklore in the early 13th centuries with stories of an egg laying white hare, fostering the popular egg and rabbit Easter theme and traditions. In the Bible, rabbits are known for being a sign of fertility and new life. So the bunny now denotes new life because to breathe like rabbits is an Mm. old saying. But chocolate bunny molds are believed to have been first introduced in Germany and later brought out to America from there. In the early 1920s, the chocolate bunnies became a household tradition throughout the United States to commemorate the holiday and uh, then became a worldwide sensation. But uh, the particular style of Easter bunnies that we're going to be looking at today is the Lint Chocolate Bunny. It's a Switzerland-based company specialising in chocolate, and uh, they have a number of different um, uh, chocolate products to their name. Lint balls are probably the most famous, but uh, the lint bunny—do you have you seen these before? Yeah. The gold bunnies—they come with a little
2: <laughs>
0: bell on them.
2: Yeah, I've seen them around. Seen
0: them around. Well, the company itself uh, dates back to 1836 when David Sprungli Schwartz and his son Rudolf Sprungli Arman bought a small confectionery shop in the old town of Zurich, producing chocolates under the name Spruglian Son. <laughs> they then moved to Paradeplatz in 1845 and established a small factory to produce chocolate in solidified form in 1838 when rudolph retired in 1892 he gave two equal parts of business to his sons the youngest brother david robert received two confectory uh, stores that came under the name Confectionery sprungley his elder brother Johann received the chocolate factory sounds Aww. a bit like <laughs> Willy wonka yeah which <laughs> of those two would you prefer the chocolate factory or a couple of confectory shops a factory. Yeah. <laughs> well, to raise the necessary finances for expansion, Johann converted his own private company into Chocolate Sprungli in 1899. He then acquired another chocolate factory from Rudolf Lint in Bern, and they changed their name into something that I can't pronounce very well: <laughs> Anton Schaft Verint Berner und Züricher Chocolate De Fabrikant Lint and Sprungli which basically translates as United Bern and Zurich Linton Sprungly Chocolate Factory. Don't, <laughs> don't know why they went with their uh, original terminology, but anyway. Yeah. 1994, they acquired the Austrian chocolatier Haubaffer Ostrich and integrated that into their own brand. And in 1998, they acquired the Italian chocolatier Carafel and the American chocolatier Ghirardelli, integrating both their products into their company as a wholly-owned subsidiary. Since then, they have had the pretty much regional Ghirardelli international market as well. They've sprung up little uh, Lint shops, chocolate cafes. There's over 410 of them around the world. They mainly focus on chocolate and dessert, but the Lint chocolate cafes also sell handmade chocolates, macaroons, cakes and ice cream. Their products range from chocolate bars and chocolate balls in very distinctive, characterised hard chocolate shell and smooth chocolate filling with a wrapper on the outside. Um, The lint balls themselves, depending on what colour the wrapper is, that tells you what uh, is going to be on the inside, of course. But the, the bunnies are what we are focusing on. It is the gold bunny in a variety of sizes, available every Easter since 1952. They've been around a while. Each bunny wears a small coloured ribbon bow around its neck to identify identify what type of chocolate is contained within. Because each of the bunnies looks identical in its golden wrapper on the outside. But uh, without that little bell around its neck, you wouldn't know what's hiding on the inside until you open it up. The milk chocolate bunny has a red ribbon. The dark chocolate bunny wears a dark brown ribbon. There's a hazelnut bunny that has a green ribbon and a white chocolate bunny with a white ribbon. There are other products that they make around Easter time, like carrots, chickens and lambs. And the lambs are packaged with four white lambs and one black lamb in the flock. Pretty cute. Yeah.
2: Um,
0: And so uh, that is what we're going to be focusing on today is the Lint Bunny. Uh, Quite iconic in the, the chocolate world. The gold bunny is seen um, in various advertising in kind of the Eastern Europe um, around and around the world as well, popping up in those lint cafes around the world and lining the shelves in many a supermarket at the moment. So uh, we're going to take a quick break here on Afternoon Delight. We'll be back very shortly to uh, take a bit of a nibble at the chocolate bunnies. Ladies and gentlemen, strap yourselves in for this week's great confectionery debate as we pit two similar lollies against each other to decide an overall champion. It is time and afternoon delight to go head to head to head. We've got three little chocolate bunnies and their teeny tiny tinkly uh, bells around the outside. Uh, we've got... The milk chocolate, dark chocolate, and white chocolate. From the outside, are you normally a dark chocolate, white chocolate, or dairy milk chocolate kind of person, Charlotte?
2: Ah, uh, usually milk, but dark's second favourite. I don't really like white. You're not a white
0: <laughs> chocolate person?
2: Nah, too sweet.
0: Too sweet, yeah. Because it doesn't have the, the cocoa content, it can be uh, quite sickly sweet. Yeah. Righty-ho, so we have a bit of dark bunny... Um, peeling back the golden wrapper, you can see on the inside that the um, the little chocolate bunnies reasonably well decorated. You can see the eye um, and the nose and stuff has been kind of stamped into the chocolate. Yeah. Um, so we've got the dark chocolate one open and the milk chocolate. What are you noticing about just even the texture or the colour? between the two bunnies there.
2: Milk chocolate's a lot lighter than I usually see it.
0: Now, it does actually say on the outside of the um, packaging what grade the dark chocolate is. You often get a percentage of cocoa to give you a bit of a hint, but I can't find anywhere on there where it says how dark the dark chocolate is.
2: It says here
0: 60%. 60%. Ah, there we go. Because... I was getting mixed messages from their website about whether it would be 60% or 70%. So Australians Mm. must have the 60%. Excellent. Okay. Well, Charlotte's going to uh, snap off some Mm. ear by the look of that. (laughs) They're pretty pretty hardy rabbits. So it's okay. The rabbit can no longer hear what we're talking about.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I got the whole head on the dark chocolate one there.
1: That
0: that was a very... uh, callous move. <laughs> the whole head just snapped off. We so uh, we've got some earless headless bunnies. Which bit are you going to start with first?
2: Uh, start with the white one. To get try it and get, of get rid way. of
0: it. Go with the one you don't like first. Okay, go with the nibble of that.
2: It tastes better than any other white chocolate, I reckon.
0: Lint is, yeah, very well renowned for their, their chocolate. Um, here in Australia we recently reasonably spoilt with the likes of Cadbury. Cadbury chocolate seems to be in everything. But um, these chocolatiers are just world renowned for their skill. They craft for years and years and years before they're allowed in a chocolate factory. So their recipes are often closely guarded secrets. <laughs> but it's, yeah, very cream. Again, similar to the boiled cream um, cake that we had earlier in the wafer. Almost a caramelly taste yeah. to the white chocolate.
2: Really sweet. Very almost. creamy. Yeah. Mm. Again, like um, condensed milk, almost.
0: Mm, almost, yeah. So we might twist your arm yet. Yeah. <laughs> okay, what up next? We'll okay. go
2: dark chocolate. Go
0: dark, Completely go the other different. end of the spectrum.
2: Yeah.
0: Okay. So 60% uh, cocoa taste it's not like a uh some of the like the 70 80 90 percent chocolates look almost black in their um cocoa content yeah you can definitely taste the difference this has got a very heavy cocoa taste on the tongue
2: yeah Still really good, though.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, they say that dark chocolate is better for you. Ah. Good for your blood, apparently.
2: Healthiness.
0: (laughs) I don't know about the whole uh, sugar content thing. (laughs) Okay, and comparing that then to the milk chocolate bunny, um, a lighter shade Mm
1: -hmm.
0: should technically be a good meld between the two. The difference between the... Cocoa taste of the dark chocolate and the creaminess of the white chocolate. What's your thoughts on that one?
2: It almost tastes plain after eating those other two mm. with the really strong tastes.
0: Yeah, you know, the white one, kind of cocoa butter and uh, milk flavouring, versus that very heavy cocoa. Yeah, I know exactly what you mean there. It's, it's hard to describe chocolate as plain, but um, that definitely has not much of a kick to it. Yeah. It's just very run of the mill chocolate.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: But uh, placing them head to head to head, how would you rank them?
2: I'd say dark and then white and then milk.
0: Oh, she's come around. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll pop that up on The Afternoon Delight Facebook page for uh, people to vote themselves, or you can text in 0439 329 713. Let us know if you agree or disagree. Mm. But I think I'm actually, yeah, similar boat dark, then white, then just the milk chocolate lint bunny. We'll be back after this with the sweetest tune, so stick around. It is time for our sweetest tune on afternoon tonight, and uh, afternoon delight—not afternoon tonight. We get the tongue-tied words of chocolate. <laughs> uh, we're going to hear a song from the Australian comedy duo The Scared Weird Little Guys from their Scared Weird Little Songs album from 2009 called Easter Survival. Have you heard of the Scaredies before? No. No. They're uh, well, actually, uh, Rusty lives out Forest Way. Huh. These days, I did see that they're uh, back together for a one-off show um, in the next couple of weeks, which will be pretty exciting for Scared with Little Guys fans because they uh, packed up as a duo, or oh, could be close to nearly ten years ago, maybe. Oh, which was uh, yeah, a bit sad. It's it's always sad to see a, you know bands break up. It wasn't really a break up as such. They just uh, decided to go their separate ways with solo careers and stuff, but uh, yeah, they occasionally get back together to record or perform (laughs) bits and pieces. Rusty was doing some great stuff during lockdown, um, recording some little comedy songs and ditties on Facebook Live. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, this is Easter Survival on Afternoon Delight.
3: shopping we went to Daryl Lee because it was Easter and we wondered what we'd see it was nearly closing time and we said hey let's hide then we got trapped inside we thought we'd get in trouble so we stayed right out of sight back inside the storeroom we stayed till late that night Then we got so hungry that we checked out all the shells Like naughty little elves It was the day we got trapped inside Daryl Lee's Chocolate Emporium Yum yum We didn't think that it was wrong We were just trying to survive Stay alive We started eating licorice with marzipan on top. Creamy eggs and toffee snaps we couldn't seem to stop. We drove a lollipop car and we rang a chocolate bell on the rocky road to hell. After three more hours we were lying on our backs. If we ate much more then we would bust out of our decks. Then we saw the ultimate. The egg that was our dream. It was made of chocolate lattice. Candied almonds in between. Infested with liqueurs. Glace cherries, what a treat. But we couldn't eat it. It was just too sweet. It was the day we got trapped inside Daryl Lee's Chocolate Emporium. Yum, yum. We didn't think that it was wrong. We were just trying to survive. Stay alive. Melody pop solo. <coughs> it was the day that we feasted in Daryl B's Chocolate Emporium. Yum, yum. We won't eat chocolate eggs again, that is the truth you hear, till next year. Thank you,
0: Daryl Lee. What do you think of that one, Charlotte?
1: Not it too was bad?
2: pretty good. Yeah,
0: do you think you could survive locked in a chocolate shop overnight?
2: Uh... Probably not. (laughs)
0: Probably not. Come out the other side quite sick. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Even though that wasn't necessarily a lint chocolate song, it does have a bit of an Eastery theme to it. We're going to take a quick break here on Afternoon Delight. We'll be back to share a recipe, so don't go anywhere. Okie dokie, Charlotte. For Afternoon Delight's recipe today, we have something a little bit out of the box. Uh, What are we going to be sharing a recipe on how to make today?
2: Uh, Easter milkshakes.
0: Easter milkshakes. I bet everyone thought we were going to teach them how to make an Easter bunny, but no! You can (laughs) use an Easter bunny to make a milkshake. (laughs) Yeah. What do we need?
2: A hollow chocolate bunny, flavoured milk, whipped cream, sprinkles and a straw
0: radio and how do you put it all together
2: you cut off the top of the ears and then pour the flavored milk into the bunny and add whipped cream to the top of the bunny ears sprinkle sprinkles on top and then add the straw
0: and it's ready to drink
2: Yeah.
0: You could whiz it up with a bit of ice cream or something like that, but I think you're going to have a uh, chocolate overload at the best of times. Yeah. uh, Drinking through all that. And then you get a soft, mushy chocolate bunny that you can eat afterwards. That's (laughs) a uh, silly but uh, clever recipe that we'll share on the Afternoon Delight Facebook page. We're powering through the show. We've got uh, some brand new items from the shelf to share next, so stick around and we'll be back after this.
3: What's new, pussycat? Whoa, whoa, whoa! whoa. What's new, pussycat? Whoa, whoa,
1: whoa! whoa.
0: Alrighty, time to find out what is new on the shelf this week. And Alan's have been very busy, as we're about to head into winter. They've uh, produced a series of what I would classify as summer-themed, almost. Ice cream flavour lollies. Huh. So they've got sorbet cones, yogurty smoothie bites, and ice pops. Which to me they're replicating ice creams.
2: Yeah.
0: So three different products. Um, what do you want to go with first? Yogurty smoothie bites, sorbet cones or ice pops?
2: Uh, ice pops.
0: Ice pops, yeah. okay. So they come in two different flavours. Uh, They're little jelly-style lollies. And portion size, one serve is four little pieces. Um, There's a raspberry and a lemonade flavour. Do you want to describe what they look like?
2: They look like just shrunken down ice cream on a stick.
0: Yeah, (laughs) icy bowl sort of thing. Um, The raspberry one, I'm assuming, is the red one. Yeah, I'd say so. (laughs) Lemonade looks like a flattened out milk bottle. Yeah. The raspberry one is very reminiscent of a, a red frog just being poured into a different shaped mold. Uh huh. Go for a bit of a chew on those. You've gone for the lemonade flavour one first. Mm hmm. What's that tasting like?
2: It tastes like actual lemonade. It's really good.
0: Well, okay. I've got the raspberry one. It's very chewy.
2: Yeah.
0: Quite hard, whereas the lemonade one, a lot less hard. <laughs> <laughs> mm, you you're right, that lemonade one really does have good. a lemonade icy pole flavour. What do you think of the raspberry one?
2: Tastes exactly like red frogs.
0: Yeah. I I don't know whether they've really hit the nail on the head with the whole raspberry icy pole thing, but it's definitely a raspberry frog. Yeah. The lemonade one almost has that fizz and bubble of, uh, of lemonade.
2: Yeah. It does like fizz a little bit somehow.
0: Yeah, but the raspberry one, no, it wasn't really floating the boat.
2: Nah.
0: Okay, Yogurty smoothie bites or sorbet cones?
2: Ooh, yogurt-y bites.
0: Yogurt-y <laughs> yeah. smoothie bites. Okay, so the yoghurt flavoured treats, and I don't know about you, but what do you think these look like?
2: They look like little marshmallows.
0: Yeah, exactly. Um, yep. not quite as soft though.
2: Yeah, quite hard.
0: Almost, yeah, a hard marshmallow. They're soft, chewy bites and come in flavors of strawberry, mango, and vanilla with a yogurty flavor. Oh, okay. So there should be another color. No, there's only two colors. Uh-huh. Maybe all the flavors are mashed in together. <laughs> strawberry, mango, vanilla. I cannot see a different color in there. I can only see pink and white. Which makes me...
2: Oh, this one smells like mango. Okay. Don't know how.
0: I wonder Pink. if strawberry mango and then vanilla separate, perhaps.
1: Yeah.
0: Okay. Having a bit of a munch. It has the texture of... Oh, that's mango. It's quite chalky. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think what... what like a lolly banana...
2: Yeah, that's what It's
0: got it that does. kind of texture But that's a very nice mango flavour I've got the white one That's got vanilla
2: Yeah, I just had the mango and vanilla
0: Yeah, I think, yeah Mango and vanilla must be together Strawberry must be the pink one. Oh. I think that's how they've done it The
2: pink one tasted like mango to me Well,
0: actually, yeah, the pink one tastes like mango Yeah I don't know how they've changed them around
2: Maybe it's just get whatever flavour in any of them.
0: Maybe. But they definitely only look pink and white, don't they? There's no orangey, mango flavour looking one.
2: I think there's one pink one that's like a tiny bit lighter. than.
0: Perhaps. Yeah, maybe. Very hard to tell. On the outside of the packaging, it looks like there should be three different colours of kind of a pink, white, and then a peachy-orange colour. Yeah. But inside the packet, there's by my calculations, only pink and white. (laughs)
1: Yeah.
0: And yet, I could definitely taste strawberry, vanilla, and mango as three separate flavoured things. Yeah. Quite odd. Righto. We only have one more (laughs) to go before the sugar rush finally kicks in. The sorbet cones. Are you a sorbet person?
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah? Normally? So these come in flavours berry, lemon, or lychee. You had those flavours before?
2: Not flavoured. Really? The fruits.
0: So three very distinct colours. Hmm. But which one is which is the question. So there's a yellow, kind of a bright pink. And then a kind of more red.
2: They all smell the same. Do they? <laughs> but they're all good smells.
0: Do they smell like chemical sugar?
2: Uh, yeah. It smells like any fruit flavouring, really.
0: Yeah. We'll have to use our nose to uh, guess what they are. Yeah. Okay. Which one are you going with first? Uh, yellow. righty so yeah, it's a light yellow. They're shaped like a little ice cream in a cone, sorbet cone in their jelly mold.
2: Yeah.
0: What flavor is that? Oh. Uh, is it berry, lemon or lychee? Lemon. Definitely.
2: Yeah.
0: But it's not, you know how lemon can be super sour? Yeah. They kind of balance this one out, so it's not curling up your face sour. Mm got a bit of sweetness to it yeah
2: it's still a tiny bit sour though mm. that's good
0: kind of a weak lemon tea yeah. <laughs> flavour. <laughs> still quite chewy okay which sorbet cone oh. jelly next the light pink light pink one. one yeah it's a hard color to describe <laughs> it's almost translucent you can almost see through it yeah seems softer than the other two
2: Mhm.
0: but what flavor berry or lychee.
2: I think it's lychee.
0: I think that's lychee too which is a nice uh, sorbet flavour actually so yeah that summer berry one must be the last one they've described them as summer berry, luscious lychee and angry lemon (laughs) (laughs) you can lick, bite, eat them how you like Uh, Oh, we should have said portion size for these ones. Oh, three sorbet cones are your limit. So luckily we've got one of each here. And the yogurty smoothie bites, they were three as well. So uh, recommended serving sizes. Uh, Finishing off with uh, what we hope is the berry flavour of kind of a raspberry red cone.
2: That's really strong berry flavour for a lolly.
0: Mmm. Yeah, it's all, it's very juicy. Yeah. Can you narrow it down to one type of berry, or is it...
2: Oh. It's
0: like a... Raspberry? I think so. Yeah, it's got sweet tang to it.
2: Yeah.
0: Okay. Thumbs up, thumbs down. Are you uh, a fan of those three... Kind of (laughs) summery, even though it's the end of summer... Themed Allen's gummies, the yogurty smoothie bites, ice pops, and sorbet cones.
2: Yeah, they're all really
0: good. Yep. Any particular float your boat?
2: I like the last ones. The
0: the sorbet cones.
2: Yeah, they were the best, I reckon.
0: No problemo. Well, we'll stick those up on the afternoon delight Facebook page too. <laughs> Lots of uh, things to. Uh, Cher will be back after this to open up our very special Easter Kinder
1: Surprise. Kinder, Kin,
0: Tis time on Afternoon Delight to uh, wrap up the show by unwrapping a very special super kind of surprise. when Max is away, mm. Charlotte will play. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that has got to be, um, what, 10, 15, 20 centimetres big?
2: Tall? Yeah, about that.
0: And what's the packaging on the outside?
2: It's Miraculous Ladybug.
0: Ah, okay. I don't know too much about uh, those particular characters. I have seen them around on books and comics and stuff. But uh, it's predicted then that inside will be something superhero related.
2: (laughs) Yeah, I'd say so.
0: (laughs) Righto. So, it comes in two very (laughs) stiff held together sides.
2: Really big egg.
0: Huge A massive uh, capsule in the centre.
2: Oh, fell over.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So there's a dark and a light yellow plastic capsule. (laughs) Satisfying noise of opening that one up. Oh, man. And plenty of parts to piece together.
2: Ladybug.
0: Ladybug. Lady. Yeah. So she looks a little bit like a lasty girl. Oh, yeah. But she's all dotted in Ladybug dots. <laughs> Do you know much about the the franchise?
2: Yeah, we've watched Cat it. Kid
0: what? or something?
2: Cat Noir Cat and Noir Ladybug.
0: And Ladybug, that's <laughs> it. Um, I'm so not down with uh, <laughs> <laughs> all the stories. Okay, so you've just slotted in. She's got. Uh, was that a trampoline or something? I don't know. I don't
2: know. Oh. Got the instructions that's a good idea,
0: always a good <laughs> idea. Um, so her hands are clasped together, and I'm assuming she's going to slide down the little rope bit mm. that you've got there. And then there's another two or three blue pieces of plastic to snap together. I was perhaps that's some sort of bridge or standing spot.
2: I think it's a rooftop.
0: Rooftop, ah, she's got to jump from rooftop to rooftop, perhaps. Oh, that looks like a fence, maybe?
2: Uh, it's all very
0: intricately snapped together.
2: Oh, I just dropped it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Snap slash drop.
2: Yeah. i to get it together. What is that? I might be doing it backwards. <laughs>
0: uh, that could be the sticking point. There we uh, go. Yeah. Okay.
2: I think this just snaps on the front. Yeah. Somehow. <laughs>
0: So it's got a round piece on the front. Yeah, I don't know. In the drawing, it looks like it attaches that way. Yeah. To cover over the round space, perhaps. Looks like it's going to fling off at you though. Yeah. And then does she just zip line from one side to the other, possibly?
2: <laughs> oh wait, there's instructions on how to put together. Aha. <laughs>
0: how Have we gone? We put her legs and arms together. She stands at the top. (laughs) (laughs) She's legless. Okay, she's almost ballerina stance now. Yeah. And I'm still not quite sure about that front bit. (laughs) (laughs) So the rope gets tied on that she can uh, swing and fling. Well, that pretty much wraps up our afternoon delight Easter spectacular. Thanks, Charlotte, for filling in for Max. Oh, good. Hope he uh, doesn't catch a cold when he catches a fish. Yeah. And uh, enjoy your uh, camping trip. We'll catch all the listeners again next Sunday from 3pm here on Afternoon Delight on ACRFM, And uh, the podcast will also go up on the Afternoon Delight Facebook page where you can comment and uh, make suggestions for future editions. We'll catch you later. Bye-bye. Bye.
1: I'm gonna find my baby, gonna hold her tight Gonna grab some afternoon delight My motto's always been when it's right, it's right Why wait until the middle of a cold, dark night When everything's a little clear in the light of day Hey. you know the night is always gonna be there anyway And you know who's woken up my ass Time. Looking forward to a little afternoon delight. Rubbing sticks and stones together makes the sparks ignite. And the thought of love you is getting so exciting. Skylight rockets in flight. Our afternoon delight. so cool i always thought a fish could not be caught it wouldn't bite but you got, got some better wet and i think i might try and nibble in a little afternoon delight skylight rockets in flight oh, oh, afternoon delight. this song is about daytime love making oh, the naughty type Sticks and stones together makes the sparks ignite The thought of loving and youth gets so exciting Skylight rockets in flight Afternoon delight